And what's he then that says I play the villain? When this advice is free, I give, and honest, probable to thinking, and indeed the cause to win them more again. For tis most easily inclining Desdemona to subdue in any honest suit. She's framed as fruitful as the free elements, and then for her to win them more, when to renounce his baptism, all seals and symbols of redeemed sin. His soul is so infected to her love that she may make, unmake, do what she list, even as her appetite shall play the god with his weak function. How am I then the villain to counsel Cassio to his parallel course directly to his good divinity of hell? When devils with the blackest sins put on, they do suggest at first with heavenly shows, as I do now. For whilst this honest fool plies Desdemona to repair his fortune, and she for him pleads strongly to the more, I'll pour this pestilence into his ear, that she repeals him for her body's lust, and by how much she strives to do him good. She shall undo her credit with the more. So will I turn her virtue into pitch, and out of her own goodness make the net that shall enmesh them all. And let's start the show. Okay. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Yeah, yeah. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life. Just us, the cameras, and those wonderful people out there in the dark. Science fiction, the wave of the future. I wonder where a guy, an everyday Joe like myself, could find a little action. Hi. Yeah. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens, and I am your host, but in a way, aren't we all uh, looking for a good villain, you know? Looking for villains in all the wrong places, working for love, and I'm just waiting on a friend. I'm waiting on that Stevenson, man. Let me tell you something. How did you guys, what did you guys, why did you guys, why Gamora, what did you think of that Ahsoka finale, huh? How about it, huh? How about that show? We finally came to the end of it. All six to seven episodes, I don't know, was it eight, seven, eight episodes later. Limited series, my ass, what a cliffhanger. Are we going to have more cliffhangers? Are we going to get to see Who's hanging on the other side of the cliff? You know? Uh, And that Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, what a villain. You know, it's rare that you see something like that, a performance like that, in such a short show. You know, he kind of came into the mix, brand new character, never heard of him. But there was more than one side to him, you know? You kind of understood, all right, there's a little bit more to this guy than meets the eye. You know? I love having these solo flights because I can get real close there's more to him than meets the eye. Tell us, Mr. Rain, what do you fear? I've really taken advantage of that, haven't I? What do you fear, Mr. Wayne? 
<laughs> sounds like a complete. It was Ra's al Ghul, Liam Neeson, Ra's al Ghul, and now it's kind of morphed over the years into something like <clears throat> Tell him, Mr. Wayne. What do you feel, Mr. Wayne? Oh, it's Richard Harris again. Rest in peace, Richard Harris. On an encore, a reprisal, so to speak. The aforementioned reprisal that Michael Caine would say in Batman Begins on the plane. On the plane, crashing this plane. Crashing this plane. So then we go right back to Bane. Uh, talking about Batman. No, um, talking about this Ray Stevenson. But what a cast. Not just him. Great cast all around. I never jumped on board with the critique on some of the acting. I... You know, it is what it is. You're watching uh, Wars of the Stars, kids. You know, it's just fiction. It's sci-fi. There's ships. There's aliens. Side note, I'm watching the second to last episode the other week, and I couldn't help but notice. You know, I, they have those Senate scenes or those those weird trial scenes, which, by the way, yawn. Um, but there's that scene, second to last episode. I guess everyone's giving Hera shit. Hera and her big fucking juicy Pixar dump truck. They're giving her and all her fucking booty all the shit in the world because they're like why'd you go on that mission we didn't authorize it and then the queen bee from uh from andor she's in the middle she's the council head i guess or the uh the speaker so, so to speak the speaker that didn't get out said hey topical and they're all on the panel and they're given the, the asian dude right of course god forbid i, rec- I remember anybody's names but he kind of he could have been a villain from mortal Kombat, racist but he did give Hera a distinct amount of shit he was like no you broke orders and this is not a rebellion anymore. We have to follow orders. And why did you do that? And he's he's basically shitting on the whole Thrawn's coming back, you know, and that's crazy. That's weird. You know, you're telling me this grand tale that Ahsoka went on a space whale and traveled over time and space. And that's crazy, right? Like, that's insane to me because, dude, you're sitting next to a squid person. You're baffled by this story, this testimony about space whales and Jedi and all this stuff, but you're sitting next to a squid person, like a walking calamari. It's a trap. You know what I mean? Like that should be, if I'm sitting next to a squib guy, a squib guy? Sure, a squib billy, you know, and uh, am I going to have any disbelief? If anything, I'm going to suspend the fuck out of all my disbelief because again i'm sitting next to a calamari anything's possible jesus christ there was a death star in a battle of endor with little furry bear creatures and you're gonna be like mm, i don't know you're telling me this giant got on space well i don't believe it i think we need more proof what kind of proof do you need because you're sitting next to a calamar. And the calamar is just looking around like, rawr, rawr. and it takes C-3PO, nostalgia, to come back in the mix and convince the whole council. But, 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 was the scene wasted? Was it a nostalgia grab? Don't even care. Give it all. Got it all. First, I'm going to get you. I got you. I got you. That's the deal, folks. It's Star Wars and it's just fiction. Stop taking it too fucking seriously. Too fucking seriously. But let's talk turkey, right? Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. I really like the show. I didn't bump into a lot of stuff people were bumping into. Was it slow at parts? Yeah, sure, a little bit. But I mean, so was fucking Andor. Andor was slow as shit. You guys forget Andor was slow as fuck, but nobody gave that show any shit. You know what I'm saying? And I loved Andor. Don't get me wrong. It was a different 
a completely different take on like those um, characters or even just that world in that universe. You know, no lightsabers, no lanterns. I was talking about this with another friend, and I've said it before on my on my social media. Uh, I think I think we're fucking spoiled. I think we're fucking spoiled. We got some good TV out there, and we're like, oh, I don't know, just Michael, you know. Uh, and we pick shit apart because there's such a fucking abundant, overabundant uh, amount of shit from the nerd culture, from the nerd world, from the pop culture verse, you know? I mean, right when Ahsoka ends, we got Loki coming around the corner and people are hyped or, or discouraged or doubtful about that. Uh, we got that fucking The Boys spinoff, more on that in a little bit. But I really did love Ahsoka, you know? And, um, well, love's a strong word. I really enjoyed it, you know? There were scenes where I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then there were scenes where I was like, oh, okay, that was a good one. But overall, I mean, the, the villains the villains for the Star Wars universe are always kind of my go-to, right? Like, the Jedi, sure, they're cool, whatever. But, like, Darth Maul and Phantom Menace, come on. That was, this, that was the highlight for me of Phantom Menace. That was my sole reason for going to see that movie in theaters was when I saw that motherfucker on a poster. Uh, and the same could be said for Vader. Same could be said for any number of people. Like, the fucking... Inquisition dudes in Kenobi. Those guys were cool. And I like good creatures and a good droid. I really like that that Thrawn's like number two guy or the commander, the Enoch guy or whatever, and the leader of the fucking Knights Troopers or whatever. That gold face killer. I love that guy. That guy looks cool as shit. And if they, if they make a fig, I'm on out the gun. Yeah, I really dug it. I really, really dug it. I specifically liked... Uh, Sabine, you know, showing her fucking Matsy with a lightsaber. Really like that. That I think it's Shrin or Shin, um, Balin's apprentice. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with her. I thought she might go. I thought she might give in. Ahsoka was like, "Hey, we can help you. You can join our side." I thought she might give in, but she ran off like a lost soul, an abandoned soul, the kind of soul you don't take home to mom and dad. Wait a minute, what? Hmm. And that Balin man, going back to that villain, he's the kind of villain like, oh yeah. I really don't have time to fight you, Ahsoka. I have my own mission. And it looks like he's trying to track down some kind of like deep, secret, dark magic. Like, what is the force? You know, he's at the end of the episode, the finale, he's standing on the fucking outstretched arm of a statue of what I can only imagine, because again, not immersed, but what I can only imagine is being like the statue of like an old either Jedi Knight or like a god, something. Somebody built statues to these figures and um, he's there looking out over the expanse. And I'm like, man, and he passed away before we could get any more. Like, I hope they recast. I hope they recast him to carry on his story. You know, maybe they should have done it with Chadwick too, to be honest, in, in hindsight, you know. Hindsight's always 2020, you know. But looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. Shut up! I really think either at least one more season to kind of wrap up that story or maybe even just do it into a movie. Honest to God, I realize there are a lot of people talking about it online. And some folks were rolling their eyes at it. But I really do think you could just blend this into a, a movie. It doesn't even have to be Ahsoka-centered. Ezra, don't really give a fuck about. Not sure why he fucking showed up at the end in the Stormtrooper costume. Hey, I'm home. It's me. Why'd you show up wearing the fucking Stormtrooper costume? Like, that was very bold. And I, and I was talking with another friend about this. Like, when they did those Stormtrooper zombies... <laughs> I mean, was it cool? Yeah. 
should they maybe re- have reconsidered now that we have like 20,000, you know, zombie shows on TV? I don't know. It's not like The Walking Dead owns zombies, but they kind of do in, in for our intents and purposes. But I almost thought like when, when Ezra showed up and his hair looked a little different, like he had time to get like a little haircut, I think, uh, along the way. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, maybe it's not Ezra. Maybe it's some kind of dark magic because Thrawn captured Ezra on the ship and then he's sending, by the way, spoilers, kids, he's sending a a, a weird possessed version of Ezra or a fake Ezra um, to infiltrate the, you know, the rebellion. What do they call themselves? The Alliance? They're not the Empire, so what are they? The Republic. There we go. Uh, Infiltrate the Republic, you know? Hera looked like she got so wet too when she saw him even though it's kind of fucked up because her ex-husband, baby daddy, was his mentor. But I feel like she kind of looked at Ezra too, like, oh, Ezra. And she showed up. It wasn't like a mom. Like, she didn't hug him or anything. She was just like, oh, you know, that's the sound of her gushing. Um, (laughs) And he was rock hard too. He was like, I'm home. Where's the fucking reception? Well, you showed up in a goddamn stormtrooper outfit. You come in like a goddamn bulldozer. We haven't talked to you in years, boo-boo. Just kind of an unresolved uh, anticlimactic climax, you know? I mean, Morgan died. Yawn. Congrats. We got some cool Force stuff. But uh, yeah, to be continued. A lot of people liked the finale because Thrawn got away and it wasn't wrapped up in a nice bow. I think they liked the idea of this taking a little bit longer to get resolved. And I'm kind of for it, too. I think... On one hand, I was a little disappointed, but on one hand, I'm like, you know what? Good for them. They finished the series, and we have unanswered questions. And that's never a bad thing. Like, we can always continue it in a season two, or like I said, God forbid, a fucking Dave Filoni movie. You know, which I think all this is building towards anyway. They've been hinting at a Mandalorian movie, and and it only makes sense that they would try to do something with these characters in a cinematic event, like an actual movie that goes to theaters, um, and then it's streaming on Disney Plus almost the same day because people have a lot of fatigue and they're not going to the movies anymore. I mean, I don't know. I feel like nothing was successful this past summer. Maybe Guardians, but Mission tanked. What else tanked? Obviously, fucking uh, Blue Beetle tanked, which I tried to watch the other day, and it's um, it's not bad. It just wasn't just wasn't for me. Like I was like, oh okay, no, I get it. Like it's cool, but this just wasn't. I called it, man. I called it from the moment I saw the trailer. I was like, this is not. This is not for me. But I still keep coming back to Star Wars. I feel like even if Boba Fett had problems, even if Mando Season 3 had problems, even if Ahsoka had problems, I'm still going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back like that wounded puppy that's just like looking for affection and and attention. You know what I mean? I'm just going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep crawling back, baby. What I'm not going to come back to is that Gen V. Sorry, folks. Um, And I'm going to sound spoiled again. (laughs) But... Come on, man. Do we give a fuck about any of these characters? Like, any of them? Hey, kids, it's Saved by the Bell, the college years. Do we care about any of these fucking characters? And it's not even like we're doing a prequel series where we see younger versions of characters from the boys. I know it's a spinoff. And the idea is cool. Like, you're taking a superhero college, right? How do these kids who have these powers master these powers? And, oh, by the way, these are very dangerous powers and a lot of people get killed. But in the opening scene of episode one... The main chick, fucking um, Bloody Marie, kills her fucking parents <laughs> inadvertently. I, and I, did, I still didn't care. I was like, I didn't care about any of that. It might have been That might have been a better reveal in like a flashback kind of thing after we've invested in the character a little bit. But I think 
I think what they try to do with that show, because it works so well with the boys, is they try to get you right away with that shock and awe. And it works, man. Because I keep fucking waiting for a blow up or a blow job. That's right. One more time. I keep waiting for a blow job or a blow up. And what does that mean? It means I kept fast forwarding to see the next person blow himself up, you know, <laughs> or I waited for another blow job. Sadly, not tush and not gush, but there was some dick. Um, fascinating that they actually showed the uh, a dude's dick and this girl, I guess she can shrink herself, although it's a very uncomfortable process. She has to like fucking go full bulimia. And she, there she is, like hopping on it, hugging it, squeezing it, riding it. And it was very uncomfortable to watch because I was like, man, that's, that's really what that would be like. And sad to say, I feel like if you had the ability to shrink yourself down, like an Adam or an Ant-Man, and there's not a lot of options with a dude. You got the guy and you got the guys. Well, I guess you could go up the eye, but... Uh, I think they kind of tried that already. Didn't they try that? Didn't they do that in the boys where the guy went inside the dude's dick? That shit was fucking... Whew. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they went there, you know? And I like that they go places that nobody was really gone before. But it's all it all spirals out of the mind of Garth Ennis. And he's a creative genius. And if you haven't read the original boys comic, then you're missing out. Um, I think the show, to, the show The Boys does a really good job of adapting a lot of the material and expanding upon it. Um, but ultimately, I care about those characters because I care. I, like, I, I, I want Bill the Butcher to win. You know what I mean? I root for him. Homelander's sadistic and horrible, and he needs to go down, even though he's captivating. The performance is great. But uh, yeah, you want you root for Butcher and the boys. You root for him. I'm not really rooting for anybody in this Gen V, and I watched the first two and a half episodes, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm good. I'm good. And maybe I'm spoiled. Like I said earlier, I was like, maybe I'm just like, there's so much shit out there that I'm just watching, I don't know. It's overwhelming, right? So you're like, oh, well, I could watch this this show that I don't really care about, or I could go back through Better Call Saul and just enjoy the entire fucking series all over again. And that's what I'm doing. So there you have it. But, 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 I, sometimes you also have to revisit an old gem, you know, like an old movie, you know? And then as you, re, and as you, revisit such an old gem or an old movie you sometimes go hmm i'm watching this with a new perspective a new set of eyes and i go is this movie is it about time for a fucking remake you know yes i think it is and what movie am i talking about i'm talking about the 30th anniversary of one demolition man okay that's right kids demolition man came out uh by the time this episode goes up exactly fucking 30 years ago which is fucking crazy right that movie's 30 years old. Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, Benjamin Bratt, Rob Schneider. Who else? Who else? Who cares? Oh, Dennis Leary. <laughs> uh, I remember lo- loving the shit out of that movie when I first saw it because I was still enamored by the old school, like 90s, 80s, 90s action movie. That movie was one of the first movies I realized was like, started off as like a stereotypical action movie and then quickly took took a shift in, in, in its tone with some of the comedy and the jokes, but ultimately was still really violent, had some great scenes. A lot of people hold it close to their heart. Uh, it's one that we tried to do on the podcast before, and I think we had some technical difficulties and the sound went fucking tits up, and that was the end of that. Um, and I've been meaning to do something for the 30th, but I, I got to thinking, I was like, this is the kind of movie I think deserves a fucking remake. I put it out to the Kamikazes, as one does, you know, I said, what do you guys fucking think, you know? And you guys, again, did not disappoint. 
I said, time for a remake. Yes, hell no, or who gives a shit? Nobody voted who gives a shit, so that's that's always good. That means a lot of people care about this movie, and a lot of people did. 56% of you said, yes, it's time, but 44% said, hell no. I mean, it was pretty fucking close. Some of you even privately messaged me to tell me, don't touch this fucking movie. Now, look, it's not fucking RoboCop, and they remade that. It's not fucking Point Break. And they remade that, and I'll never fucking watch it. It's Demolition Man. Now, hear me out. I know a lot of people love this movie, and I, I, it's got a lot of great scenes. What the fucking three seashells? The hunk of chunka? Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix alone is worth the watch. He plays a pretty good villain, and he hams it up. Everybody hams it up. Because if you don't know, kids, it's kind of a ham it up movie. John Spartan, a police on the force in 1996, LA's on fire, apparently. I think I watched this in 1995. They were already saying like a year or two later that not, that Hollywood would be, would be on fire. But anyway, they send Spartan down because it's it's Phoenix up to his old tricks. And he's kind of jokering it up a little bit. He's got a little bit of a maniacal Joker-ish flair to him. And, you know, the blonde hair and the laughter and the jokes. Like, it actually works. And he gets to pull off his real Wesley Snipes kung fu moves in this movie. Stallone is ripped and doing his best thing. Phoenix! You know, I love that shit. Who doesn't love that shit? This either preceded or followed up Judge Dredd. I can't remember, but it was the same kind of thing. Rico! You know, Stallone at his best, still hamming it up, wearing a costume, having fun. He's cryogenically frozen because he's pinned for the fucking massacre of innocent people that Simon Phoenix set him up for. And him and Simon Phoenix are cryogenically frozen in cryo prison. But then they awake. Uh, actually, Simon Phoenix just gets out. And he thrashes and destroys and pillages and does all kinds of crazy shit in the peaceful near-immediate future, where apparently Taco Bell is a fine dining restaurant. Great movie all in all, right? If you haven't seen it, you need to watch. But I started thinking, I'm watching this shit again. I'm like, this shit was still pretty light. Like, yeah, it was violent. But the violence isn't, like, over the top. It's not, like, blood squibs going off. It's not fucking, you know, Alex Murphy getting blasted away in the first 10 minutes and fucking... (laughs) You know what I mean? It's none of that, you know? There's no fucking Ed 209 blasting a fucking dude in an office high tower over a fucking model display with squibs galore going fucking nuts. It's not any of that. I don't even know if there's too many cuss words. There's some cuss words. I don't remember if it's rated R. I think it was rated PG-13. It might have been R because of the cuss words. But I think it's bound for a remake. I think just like Dread, Judge Dread rather, was made, was remade, and we got the excellent, superb Carl Urban Dread, which was fucking amazing and dark and, and so close to like the source material, just so dark and gritty and violent. I think it's time for a fucking gritty demolition man. You know? And and by the way, I just looked it up. Demolition Man was rated R, which is crazy. Like a science fiction action movie, 1993, rated R, and it still seemed really light and campy. I say you go full fucking R. You Lionsgate the fuck out of this thing. You recast it. I don't know who the fuck you'd recast. Casting call. We're gonna recast the movie now. Let me think. Let me think here. Because you got to really replace that machismo of Stallone. Although he doesn't have to be a Stallone type figure. He could just be like a good cop with some, some brawler toughness to him. 
And then you want to recapture that Wesley Snipes energy. Like a, there was a thing like a few years ago where they were like talking about making a remake. And I think Stallone picked Channing Tatum. Like he was like being interviewed and he was like, you know, Channing Tatum would be a good uh, replacement for me. And I'm like, oh, you know, Channing Tatum. Remember Jupiter Ascending? There was even a thing that they wanted to get like the original cast back, you know, bring back Stallone or bring back Sandra Bullock. I don't think you could do that. Fuck it. We'll put Hank in there. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry Cavill as John Spartan. And then for Simon Phoenix, Sterling K. Brown is Simon Phoenix. Is that too on the nose? I don't fucking know. You could change it up, you know, maybe throw uh, Margot Robbie in the mix as uh, in Sandra Bullock's role. Or uh, fuck it, Janelle Monet, you know? Janelle Monet could be in uh, Sandra Bullock's role. I love that Janelle Monet. Maybe throw Aquafina in the mix. But I kind of want it to be like sexy and violent. You know, I love what's her name from Dread. Lena Headey was obviously awesome as the as the villain, but oh, Olivia Thurby. God, I love that Olivia Thurby. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But you guys email me or message me your picks for a remake because I think it's about time. I think it's about time. What are we doing? Speaking of recasting, why don't we just go back to the Star Wars conversation real quick and recast Luke Skywalker, Leia, fucking Han Solo. Who gives a shit? You know, because I've been really thinking about this ever since I finished Ahsoka. Why haven't we recasted them? I know, I know, we got that weird AI, CGI, motion capture, Luke Skywalker, and it didn't look bad. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. It was badass. We did that. Fine. You know, Mark Hamill's still around, so he can still do some voice stuff. But nobody would give a shit, right? Well, the fanboys would probably give a shit, but I wouldn't give a shit. Are we really supposed to believe that these mainstream, like, canon characters haven't done shit in the universe, except in the comics, of course, since the fucking Battle of Endor. Like, we see snippets of Luke, okay. But Mandalorian, Ahsoka, it all takes place in between the, in between Battle of Endor, Return of the Jedi, and fucking uh, Force Awakens. And we don't see anybody again until Force Awakens. Years later, when their kids are grown. When fucking Ben Solo is grown and not doing so good. Like, I want to see all that shit. I don't need Adam Driver in the mix again. I don't need Mark Hamill in the mix again. I don't need a CGI uh, Carrie Fisher. Just recast the fucking roles and let's get those adventures. I want to see. Some of these comics, by the way, kids, are so good. All of the, like, there's so many side stories we could, we could tell. And who cares? We're done with Vader. Death Star, it's gone, you know? Let's see all these other adventures. We got Thrawn in the mix now, on the run still, or going somewhere. We got Balin. Obviously, you're going to have to recast him. He's pursuing some kind of weird, dark, mystical arts, you know? Fucking just have Doctor Strange show up. Fuck it. Have a Blackbird show up. Fucking Wolverine gets off with Xavier. Fucking Scott Summer steps off with his optic beams, blasting some fucking droids or some stormtroopers. Optic blast out the fucking ass. Xavier gets off. He's like, what are you searching for, old friend? Imagine Xavier, right? Reading someone's mind. But then realizing that said same person is also like a Jedi or a Sith or a soon-to-be Sith or Jedi. Imagine mutant powers clashing with the Force. Come on now. Jean Grey and Xavier fucking telekinesis holding up objects and the Force is also... I mean, come, there's so many fucking places to go. And Disney owns it all. So let's just fucking do a blend. <laughs> You're telling me people won't line up around the block when they see Xavier going toe-to-toe with a Sith-eyed fucking just a bad motherfucker or wolverine just fucking going full ham through some stormtroopers come on 
Give me that fucking movie. I'll fucking take all my money. It's time to recast Luke and the gang. And it's time to recast the demolition crew. Okay? We need a new demolition man. We're ready for it, you know? Oh, you got superhero fatigue? Well, fuck it. We'll just bring back this beloved movie from the 90s and fucking remake it. Because you don't see a lot of cryogenic freezing these days, you know? You don't see a lot of deep sleep, you know? Everybody's doing space, time, travel, capes, powers. That's all, that's all, you know, we have a, we have a overabundance of that. I also put it out to the Kamikazes. I said, who did the deep sleep better? This is just, these are just, just some of the many thoughts I have on a regular basis when I'm just going about my day. And I was like, who did the deep sleep better? You know, was it Captain America? He crashed that ship into that ice. He told Peggy Carter, he said, I'm gonna have to take a rain check on that dance. Meanwhile, Red Skull was taking the fucking information highway into the cosmos. What about John Spartan himself? He did that cryo-freeze and then woke up in the somewhat oddly peaceful uh, 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 future, but it was all a lie. It was just the rich people and the poor people below. And then Bane came up and he, had, he, he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. A lie! Based on a lie! I don't know if that's a good Bane or not. We'll just go with it. And then how about that unfrozen caveman lawyer? <laughs> Look, he fell into some ice. Okay? A crevasse, to be, to be exact. And then he was later thought out by some of our scientists. And then he became a successful lawyer. Even though the modern world scares and frightens him, he somehow wins every case. Who did it better? Again, you guys did not disappoint. Uh, we got a resounding, a resounding support for unfrozen caveman lawyer. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. Uh, but it tied with Captain American. That's right, Captain American, because your boy was a little snoozy, sleepy when he uh, made the post. And uh, Captain American at 42%. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer at 42%. Deadlocked. And John Spartan bringing up the rear with a whopping 16%. I guess there's not there's a lot of love for the movie. But people, when it came to the deep sleep, they were like, well, he didn't really do a deep sleep. He was cryogenically frozen. Whereas Captain America crashed into ice, you know? It wasn't... It wasn't like a voluntary... Well, I guess John Spartan wasn't voluntary either. They sentenced, they sentenced him to, to, to deep sleep. But the idea of falling in ice and freezing and then waking up... And then I was thinking, man, Encino Man didn't even come into the mix. Like, that should have been an obvious fourth choice or third choice or what have you. So, uh, yeah, there you have it, kids. Thanks for, uh, thanks for weighing in on that. You tell me what would be better, okay? How about this? You tell me what would be better, okay, in X-Men... Star Wars mashup movie, okay? Or a complete overhaul recast of the Star Wars legacy characters. Maybe I'll put that on my feed next, all right? Because honestly, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for some fucking X-Men. And I've heard, I've heard the rumors are true that uh, the X-Men movie is in development, which means they're just looking at scripts. They're looking at pre-production stuff. They're probably not even looking at casting yet. Um, they're just trying to get a director and a writer to write the movie, and they're looking for writers right now. And I was like, man, I fucking need to fucking sign up and just write, because my shit would be fucking insane. My X-Men trilogy would be fucking insane. I say you don't even base it on an actual run. You just take maybe things from different comic runs that were successful and popular and infuse it in the movies, even though I think that's pretty much what they did with the original movies, and those movies are kind of... Those X-Men, those 20th Century Fox X-Men movies are just kind of hit or miss. But they're fun. They're a good time. Even the bad ones are fun. So let's do it. And please give me those costumes. Please give me that Cyclops blue costume with the fucking 
1990s Jim Lee yellow belt, the yellow Wolverine costume or the brown costume, my personal fave. Give me Rogue in that yellow costume with that brown jacket. Give me Gambit with that brown trench coat and the pink and blue under under uh, whatever the fuck suit. Psylocke got to be fucking ready to rock. She better look like she's about to kill an entire army of samurais while wearing a stripper uniform. I need all that. Bishop better have that mullet. Better have that mullet. Give me that classic storm any day with a little crown, a little hoop going through the costume. I like it! Shout out again to Booth 81 because I'm looking right at the poster while I'm thinking about all this. Uh, yeah. I love a good costume, you know? I love a good costume. Like, even when I, even when I go to fucking Lowe's, right? Because I go to Lowe's a lot. Um, my son, he, he loves going to Lowe's. It's like the toy store for him. Toys R Us for me in the 80s was a treat. Well... Fast forward to now, my son's six years old, and Lowe's is his Toys R Us. Uh, and we walk around, and there's always, like, especially where I moved to, there's always, like, at least one or two people that come up to me. Like, can I help you? Super helpful. But every now and then you'll get that person that works at Lowe's or even a Home Depot or a hardware store, whatever. And they got the full-on fucking costume. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I love it when the Lowe's employee is really just owning it. You know, I'm talking they got a fucking belt on, they got the boots on. They look like they work manual labor jobs outside that job. Those are the people you want to talk to. You don't want to look at some slack-jawed weirdo like myself. True story. I used to work at Lowe's. Uh, you know, cutting keys and helping you find some galvanized screws. Like, this motherfucker's never fucking lifted a hammer in his life. Also not true, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> I've worked a day or two in my time. Uh, but you always like, I feel like you're, you're more drawn to the folks that are coming up to you with like the tool belt. You got a tool belt on and some boots and you got some stains on your jeans. All right. I think you can help me. Uh, listen, all I need is, uh, is some screws, you know, some galvanized wood screws. Can you help me with that? And my son needs to find another flapper for this, uh, flush valve. It's a fluid master. No, we already have the Kohler. Why you ask? No, there's nothing wrong with our toilet. It's just kind of what he's into. Uh, yes, he's building an irrigation system, but we use a flapper to release the water. It's a long story. Just go ahead and point us in the right direction. Okay, actually, you don't need to point us in the right direction because we come here at least once a week now. That's what I like. Somebody's working on your car. You don't want them fucking wearing a shirt and tie. You want them in the fucking overalls covered in grease like they've been working all day. You know what I'm saying? I like a good costume. The suit fits the man. The man fits the suit. Or woman, let's not be biased. Same thing with a police officer. Police officer pulls you over. You want that police officer to be wearing a uniform. And if they're a woman, you want them to be wearing the Halloween costume uniform, right? Where like the cop shirt is up above the navel, tied up real tight, and they're wearing fishnets for some reason with pumps. They're there to write you a ticket if you've been speeding or take you to prison and introduce you to some of that caged fury if you've been a bad boy. That's what I like. That's what I like. I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like it when I'm on Instagram and I'm just scrolling. I come across a post who's sharing like a picture of a vinyl, right? And he's like, now I'm celebrating the anniversary of this band. Okay, all that's good. That's all that's good. Let me preface that part first. But then they have like a picture of like their vinyl and it's like limited one something out of like 25 or 30 or, or 100. Like, who is that for? Who is that for? And also, maybe I've had the same conversation with said person years ago. <laughs> Clearly, I've gotten over it. Uh, where they were like, I think they were listening to like Tom Petty or something. They posted like a Tom Petty record. And it was like the special edition, like the, I think it was like the, the, the Wildflower album. Yeah, it was the Wildflower album. It was before, either right before Tom Petty passed away or right after he passed away. 
And they came out with this, you know, anniversary version uh, version of the album with like different demos on it and different takes and some unreleased tracks. And he shared it. And I just responded. I said, oh, I love that album. I listen to it like all the time, you know, or like once a, once a week or something like that. I love that album. I, I grew up on that album. You know, it was one of the first Tom Petty albums I ever owned. I didn't own a lot of Heartbreaker stuff. That came later. Um, but I love, I remember when I first bought that. It was actually one of my, one of my uh, first CDs, if that's a conversation worth having. And, uh, and I just told him I loved it. And it's in my rotation. And he goes, yeah, well, this is the special edition version. It's like, dude, you know it's the 21st century, right? That special edition version that you probably paid like 50, 60 bucks for, it's on Spotify. Like the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, who does that? Who goes, this is the special edition version, though? Not like, like we can't have a conversation about how much we love the album. You just shut it down right there saying this is... And now I still see you making posts about these vinyls that you have that are like limited edition vinyls. Like, I don't know. And God forbid you listen to this podcast and you hear this and be like, is he talking about me? I think he is. Uh, I love you, dude. You know, I'm not going to say your name. Okay, fine. But I'm not going <laughs> to... Look, do I talk shit on this podcast? Yeah, I talk shit, but that's what this podcast is. Okay. If you don't think that's fucking weird, fine, that's you. But I just, that's what I don't like. And maybe I was just scrolling and I saw that right before I recorded. I'm like, this motherfucker. It would be like if I like had a, an X-Men comic, right? And uh, I, I took a picture of it, right? And it's an okay condition, not the best, because I read the fuck out of it a bunch. Because again, I'm a fucking kid and I read this shit. I didn't th- have the foresight when I was fucking like 14 to be like, I better wrap this up in cellophane and keep it in a vault in case it's worth something one day. It's like, no, I just... I read it, but I read the fuck out of it. Like I read all my comics and I put it in a little sleeve and I packed it away. But if I posted a picture of that said same comic, like today, and let's just say there was like, I don't know, let's pretend that they didn't print a million of those. Or maybe John Romita signed that one and then he never signed a comic again. Would I really share that and be like, I have this comic, John Romita, and then go on to say that John Romita never signed comics again, that what I have is so rare that nobody else had. Like, it's just a weird, pompous, un- unnecessarily pompous thing to fucking share. You know what I'm saying? Like, share art, share music, all that shit. That's great, you know? But then when you're like, oh, but this is a limited edition. You don't have it. And therefore, I have it. And therefore, you don't have what I have. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, you know? <sighs> Apparently that wasn't easy to get over. And don't think that I didn't try. Uh, also, when someone takes a regular song um, and they butcher it with their cursive style of singing, like, you take Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, okay? Like, you can't fuck with that, right? Now you try doing, like, the new version, right? There's, like, a new version out there. And it's in that cursive style scene. You don't know what cursive style is? Okay. I can already tell it's going to be it's gonna be horrible. Because they try to make it all, like, sad, you know? Oh. That falls? My only heart? With somebody. With somebody. I wanna feel the heat with somebody. 
somebody. And these people don't sound like this. This is like a new thing where people are singing like that. Like, you're not from Ireland or Scotland. Or somebody who loves me. I'm like, no, dude. Fucking look, listen to the original. Come on! And then you go back to this? I've been in love and lost my senses. Get the fuck out of here! You and your limited editions and your weird cursive singing, fuck off. Okay? And listen, kids. Whatever we said on this show, don't take it seriously, okay? At the end of the day, if it rattled your brain, made you go, wait a minute, is he talking about me and my weird fucking vinyl pulse? Or maybe you like cursive singing to each their own, whatever floats your boat's case, it's not for me. You don't like it? Right on in. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're speaking. Because I'm speaking truth, but also I'm speaking fiction. Thanks for listening. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away I go out all night and sleep all day Since you took your love away Since you've been gone I can do whatever I want I can see whoever I choose I can eat my dinner in a fancy Nothing compared